Hello Gemini friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Gemini March 2024 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. I'm calling the theme of this month for Gemini Eclipse of Euphoria and we will go into lots of details about the eclipse that is happening this month, also the eclipse that will be happening in April that will be influencing now. We'll touch on that and we have tons of other factors to discuss to help you have the most March wonderful experiences possible. My intention for my work is to help you align with the natural rhythms of the universe, and you can do that by understanding them. And the way to understand them is through layers. So I always teach in layers to show you all of the different factors that are swimming together to form all of the energetic potentials that are happening at this time. We talk about things to watch out for and how to make lemonade out of them. And we talk about the wonderful things and what you may expect from the wonderful aspects. So we're going to go in a stepwise approach here. This is for you if Gemini is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Gemini placement you're listening for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late to your Gemini friend, so birthdays around June 15th through the rest of the sign, or Gemini degree like 23 degrees through the rest of the sign for any other Gemini placement, then I suggest you additionally listen to my cancer report because your very late to your Gemini friends will benefit from both readings. Uh, so if you have been watching me for a while or watching my channel for a while and you know that I have been off camera for well over a year, then hello, nice to be connecting with you again this way. If you're new to my channel in the last year and a half or so and you haven't seen me on camera, then hi, it's nice to be back. It's always hard to tell what I'm going to do each month. I've gone through a lot over the last year and some months. Um, it's not always easy to get on camera and it became much easier to not be on camera. So in any case, here I am and I'm excited to connect with you this way. And you can see my, you know, um, Italian gesticulating and <laughs> talking with my hands all over the place. Anyway, so here we go. Let's take the first step to talking about how to have the best March possible. First thing to know about this month is we have more than double the sweet aspects compared to the salty ones this month. And that means that there are more chances for harmony and peace where the planets are getting along. There are a couple of bumps. We'll talk about one later that's most noteworthy, but for the most part, it's not a very busy sky. We have some months where we have two or three times as many planetary connections as we have this month. It could be super busy, but this month, kind of simple, which is exciting because it's an eclipse and it will be intense enough as it is. So that's one layer. Next layer is that March is a hybrid month. First three weeks, we've got that big open window still that opened January 21st of no retrograde um, personal planets, which means go, 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 ease in contracts, less things breaking down and being a nuisance, you know, easier to communicate, easier to plan ahead, much more clarity and a time to make things happen if you're intuitively or otherwise inclined. You know, it's a very active time. Sometimes it's a time to take an active role in our destiny, and sometimes it's time to stay put and let things come to us in our web that we've already woven. So in the first three weeks, it's a time, goodness, it sounds like the planes of the land in the living room. Sorry about that. Anyway, so the first three weeks is going to be a time when if you're inclined to make things happen, that it's, it's that time, the tides are going out. So I always bring us back to these tidal understandings so that you can follow the flow of the, um, of the universe, basically. So when the tide's going out, just imagine that energetic. You throw a message in a bottle out, you are on a deserted island and you want your boat to go out to open sea. You know, now put that into your life. What are the things in your life that you want to go out far and wide with as minimal paddling as possible? 
those are the things you want to do from January 21st through March 20th because that is the time when the tides are going out and they are going out fiercely because as of January 27th, even the outer planets are direct. So it's like, it's a, it's a cosmic green light party. And in fact, if you search for Annie Botticelli cosmic green lights, you can find my video with 15 ways to make the most of all of these, you know, forward moving planets because it's, you know, it's an unusual thing and it's a nice, a nice time to do um, certain things. So you want to take advantage of that. Weave all of your webs, back to my spider analogy. And then when it's March 20th and into April, now it shifts. Now it's time to start to pull back. You are in your web. You're looking at some things that have to be repaired around your web. You're not going out and actively weaving in Timbuktu. You're here. Now, not to say you can't travel in retrograde. You can. And if you're, you know, it's just, it's basically dealing with the things right in front of you. And if something comes, like not conjuring, not trying to make something happen, not trying to fit into a schedule. If you try to schedule things March 20th and into April, you'll probably be on the phone canceling it, or it will be called into question, or it won't happen at all. So it's best to schedule all those type of appointments in the earlier part of March, you know, and you've got a two month window from the end of January to the end of March to try to do all of the things that really do better with scheduling and communication and clarity and forward movement. And then the tide shifts. So now we're on the beach. We watch the tide starting to come in. It's getting closer to our feet and our stuff on the beach, right? So you have to, what happens when the tide's coming in? Unless you want to get wet, you pull back. And that's what the retrograde is about. You pull back, you pull in, and you let things come to you. So while you're on the shore and pulling back and in, March 20th into April, Dolphins may come and say hello, little crabs may come up, garbage may wash up, a stingray, you know, may come, whatever it is, it's coming to you and you have to deal with it, but you're not trying to push things out to go into open sea because that's not the way of the flow at that time. So just honoring that rhythm will be very helpful to you. You can leave room for last minute magic March 20th and beyond. The less you have yourself scheduled during the retrograde, the more you have a chance for random opportunities to come in. And then things blast from the past will start to come in, you know, in the last 11 days or so of uh, March. Um, and it'll be a time for going back over things, catching up with family and friends. You know, the earlier part, sure, you can catch up with family and friends and it'll be easier to schedule. Absolutely. But there's a, a really special energetic about new things and doing new things and meeting new people and, you know, getting things to happen that need that oomph. So basically anything you want to go long and strong for a long time to come. If you lock that in in the first, you know, se several weeks or, you know, up to the 20th or so, then it will have a birthday that has, you know, that forward movement where everything is going direct. Okay, so let's see what else. We're going to get to the eclipses, but first let's talk about the planets and the personal planets and what they're doing. So, we have some energy in Aquarius still, and this is very good news for Gemini because you are an air sign and anything that happens in air signs besides your own make a trine to you. And a trine is the most favorable aspect in all of astrology. It's a harmonious, sacred geometrical configuration of bliss and joy. And speaking of which, that's going to be the same angle we talk about with the eclipse. So everything I'm talking about here with these Aquarius placements um, you know, is going on, except these movements of Venus and Mars are not as bam, 
impactful as the eclipse will be. So it's, you know, it's just a, a powerhouse. So you've got it coming from both ends is the point. Joy. Now, what does Aquarius energy rule? Aquarius energy rules communities. So networking, you may find great joy through networking. You may find, oh, and not only, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Okay. So joy through networking, joy through connecting with other people, joy through meeting your tribe, people that speak your language, joy through um, technological advancements, you know, excitement through um, being part of a group or a team or your team winning on, you know, a sports team or anything having to do with team or group dynamics. And Venus and Mars are bringing support there. Ambition, oomph, romantic possibilities. You could go do something fun with, you know, with your love, or you have a really great chance to meet somebody new, uh, especially with Venus making that trine there could be extra romantic kisses that can also rule money. So that's exciting. Now, as Venus and Mars roll along, they will get to Pisces. And as they, oh, wait, before we do that, while they're in Aquarius still, the house that's being aspected for Gemini is the ninth house. So we have to run all this through the filter of the ninth house. The ninth house has to do with teaching and learning, taking things in and putting it out, broadening your horizons, physical movement near and far or mental, emotional, spiritual movement near and far. And this has to do with seeing things a different way, seeing things from a broader perspective, finding solutions and adventure. So there's a lot of that going on. You could be traveling far and wide. This is an amazing month for travel and you could be doing something with immigration or international business. You could be starting a new course or you could be teaching. All of this is really well indicated at this time. Okay, so then as Mars and Venus move into Pisces, they join the Pisces party, Saturn, the Sun, Mercury, Hygieia, Neptune are all in Pisces. And this is a whole different story. So we've got different, different things going on here. Neptune and Saturn are long-term transits. They'll be there for a couple of years still. And so that's, that's like, that's happening. And all of this, yes, we'll go there first, is in your 10th house. So you have your 10th house of work and career, your place out in the world, your father figures, your authority figures, uh, you becoming an authority figure. These can be passion projects where you're not making money. It's basically anything you do out in the world. If you're a politician and you don't earn money, you're doing that. You know, if you're a politician and you do own money, you're doing that. It's where everybody is, is watching you, looking at you, whether it's just you doing your neighborhood cleanup and you're not making any money or whether it's your job, your career, your employment, all of that is this 10th house happens to be that those energies square Gemini. So it does speak of some, you know, father figures causing uh, or authority figures causing some pressure, or maybe they're putting pressure on you and it's something good because they're helping you with a project or maybe they're being stern, you know, but there's some kind of tension here. We don't have to fear tension because tension is how we move. Tension is how we live. If we didn't have tension on our muscles, we would be just big blobs of immobility. You know, I mean, we would be slugs if we had no muscle tension to move our, you know, muscles. And not to say that we still wouldn't have a human consciousness that could expand and grow. But, you know, it's a metaphor for life. Basically, resistance is a metaphor for life and movement and progress. And the squares represent that resistance. So you will have it. You will have it in a couple of main areas. One is this, the work and the career and the father figures and the authority figures. Okay, so you'll see it there. Big way to avoid problems is do what you're supposed to do. Okay, I know this, this seems like, <laughs> why, do, why do we have to even say that? But 
If you are looking within yourself and saying, wow, I need to be accountable with this, it saves someone else from saying, hey, you need to be accountable for this. So you can kind of get a one up and do things before people ask you to do it and you can avoid being told to do it. Okay, because Gemini's don't really like to be told what to do, right? You like to have your own flow and do things in your own way. But if you can head things off by getting things done before, then when the hammer tries to come, hammer tries to come down, you can say, oh, I already did that. And that can be helpful. Um, so the other arena that this can come in through is intuition versus logic. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It's very logical. It can be very linear. Um, although it is scattered, it does go all over the place to have a conversation with the Gemini. And I do this uh, daily, actually. You know, we're here, we're there, we're everywhere. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm mutable. I can follow. But, you know, this is the nature of Mercury. It's mercurial. It changes. And it's, you know, it's your ruler. So, so the idea of logic and some semblance of linearity, or at least coming back to the same point, some semblance of linearity, even if it's kind of spirally, can be in conflict with the intuition. So this Pisces energy of intuition, of your gut feeling, can be in conflict with what you're hearing or someone's telling you directly or your logic. So you'll see some clashes there and you'll see opportunities to get through it. The other way that this is going to be a little bit, you know, well notable, we'll say, is that Gemini is an air sign. Of course, we all have emotions. We're sentient beings. All humans are, you know, have emotions and are sentient beings. But Gemini is very mental, you know? You think about things more than take the time to feel them. You can talk about your feelings more than necessarily tuning in sometimes, you know, depending on your other placements. And so this could be a time where somebody is forcing you or it's good for you or you can't get out of feeling emotions. And this, you know, this is this is a time of high emotion. It's also a time of adaptability and compassion and spirituality and intuition. Those are all Pisces traits, kindness, empathy, all of these things can be coming in and you may have to work through, th through some things to have kindness and empathy for someone in this one of these positions that's busting your chops or causing some drama. Some things that can come up with the Pisces energies um, that are more challenging are indecisiveness, escapism, and procrastination. So I've let you know that this is a great time for action. But the Pisces planets might keep you dwelling with a lot of emotion or with indecisiveness. So if you can make your mind up to take just some at least key actions, you don't have to be active the whole time, some key actions that will make a big difference, then you can make the most of this energy. And what I'm like, I'm likening this to, or not likening, what I'm describing as the best way to navigate these conflicting forces is inspired action. So if you have an intuition, if there's a synchronicity, if you have a gut feeling, taking action on the things that seem spiritually led, you know, and doing the work of clearing your energy fields in order to be able to cut the static to hear those things, that's going to be very helpful. All right, so now let's talk about the eclipses and this euphoria and all of this excitement. So we talked about how the Mars and Venus energies are giving you this beautiful set of trines, harmony, peace, things falling into your lap, expansion from the Sagittarius house, you know, um, broadening your horizons, adventure. And now on the other end of the 120 degree perspective is Libra with an eclipse. So this full moon lunar eclipse that we're having on March 25th, this is going to be a big deal. This is going to make a nice angle for you. And I want to talk a lot more about that, but I want to break down the layers of the eclipses 
so that we can look at the full story here. Libra, Aries eclipse cycle started in early 2023. This is a me-we profile, is what I like to call it. It's me versus we, autonomy versus merging, you know, independence versus codependency, interdependence that binds the opposites, you know, your the way you do things, whether other people, you know, people do things, people pleasing, anything having to do with you versus other people, your physical body versus how other people feel, what you're doing is affecting them. You know, there are these, these this dichotomy here. And so we've got things coming up, shuffling around of your me, we energy, people coming into your life, people leaving your life, chapters closing with the people in your life, new chapters opening with the people in your life. You know, it's a very strong individual empowerment line, and it's a very strong uh, relationship empowerment line. So that's what's happening. Now, to give a little bit of context, these eclipses happened before 2014 to 2016, 2004 to 2006, and 1995 to 1997. So if you remember, if you were around then, if you remember what happened in those time time frames around the topics of me versus we. People finishing college, people, you know, finishing high school, leaving to go travel, people moving out of their house, you know, big life milestones as it relates to independence, interdependence, merging, getting married, moving in with somebody, you know, this kind of thing. So you'll see more of that where you're getting to another layer of, you know, a relationship. And since this is a lunar eclipse, something's coming to a head, something's coming to fruition, something that you've wanted is going to happen. And it's all centered around, you know, the relationship space. Now let's look at the layer that's, that's for all the zodiac signs, but let's look at the layer that is specific to Gemini. This is happening in your fifth house of euphoria, of fun, of games, of hobbies, of pleasures, of bucket list stuff, things that you've always wanted to do, of creative expression, of accomplishment with your gifts and your talents and hidden talents, talents, not talents, (laughs) hidden talents coming to life. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, you know, those kind of things. And this is making the most favorable angle in all of astrology for you. So, A lot of joy can come from this eclipse, a lot of positive change, a lot of creative expression, you being in the limelight, you winning a contest for your creative efforts, anything having to do with that. And all Geminis have this potential that nobody is out of this range, okay? If you happen to be near five degrees, so from zero to 10 degrees, so that's basically May born Geminis, um, like the 25th ish, 25th, 26th, 27th, that's like the exact hit, but the five degrees in either direction. So that's basically, like I said, all the Mayborn. You all are in the hot seat for the most notable manifestation. But if you're a June born, don't despair. Because like I said, this can open things up for all Geminis. You just might notice it. There's a level of noticing it more or something being bigger about it, um, you know, for the Mayborn. And also, if you don't know your chart, you might have a bunch of other Gemini placements that you don't even know. I didn't know anything about astrology and my teacher Bridget showed me my chart and I was like, whoa, what is all that? Well, the nine placements in Sagittarius that I have, you know, if I would have thought that I was a Sagittarius before, which of course I knew that, and I would have started watching reports like this, I would have had no idea that through the whole spectrum of Sagittarius, I have a, you know, a placement somewhere nearby. Anything that happens there, I'm feeling it. So you could have that too. And you can find out, you can just search for how to run free birth chart online. And then you can see, maybe you have more Gemini placements. 
Um, it's a good education process. But in any case, the potential's there for everyone, more drilled in for extra stuff in May. So you can use this actively. You can plan your dream trip. You can, you know, do the thing you've always wanted to do. You can, um, you know, whatever it is, you can use it actively or you can just see what comes in. Now, sometimes things will come in without us having to do anything. And that definitely could happen. But when we consciously work with the energy and try to, I don't want to say conjure, but just actively use it, it could go further sometimes. All right. So now... Yes, so I'm going to refer you to some resources before we move on um, to some aspects I want to talk about. To see more about the eclipses, I'm working on getting on my site, AnnieHelpsYou.com forward slash um, eclipses, a page where I embed my eclipses, uh, my eclipse videos, and put which sign, you know, is uh, seeing what house placement for which eclipse so that you can have that in a written place. So I'm working on that. If that's not up yet, then at least you can go to Anybody YouTube, go to the playlist, go to the Eclipse playlist, and then look at the Libra Eclipse, the Aries Eclipse, and then specifically for Gemini, look at the 5th house Leo Eclipse, and look at the 11th house Aquarius Eclipse, because those are the houses that the Libra Aries Eclipse um, eclipses will be. I'm not going to talk as much about the April 8th solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Aries, but I can say that that also is in a fabulous um, aspect for you. Different people in the spectrum will get the kisses for that one. So it's getting spread around quite a bit. And well, okay, I'll be nice. I won't make you wait. I'll just tell you now and then I'll tell you again in April. So basically that one is at 19 degrees. So from 14 degrees to 24 degrees. So that's like June 4th through June 14th-ish. There could be a couple of days in either direction. And then the closest to like June 9th or so, um, the more, you know, so that that's the range that will get the increased chance for even more kisses from that eclipse. Okay, so we're covering a good bit of the Gemini spectrum with close hits with these beautiful eclipses and everyone else in between is not left out. Okay, so along with all of those Pisces energies we talked about in your 10th house, there's also new moon, new beginning, seed planting, March 10th, when we have the 20 degree new moon in Pisces. March 9th, we have an icky aspect. March or um, Mars in Aquarius, square Uranus in Taurus, clashes, recklessness, random things flying in the air and hitting you in the head, uh, you know, aggressiveness. And even though that's March 9th, I'd say March 4th through March 14th, very strong, could be a couple of days before and after that range as well. Just take extra care. Try not to do anything like, I'll be, oh, goodness, I'm getting all verbally now. I'm at the end of the horoscopes and I've been talking for days. <laughs> so in any case, um, if you're driving and texting, operating heavy machinery is what I was going to say, things like that, that maybe you've gotten used to it, um, but it's dangerous. This would be a time to not do that and to be more aware of the fact that other people probably are doing it. So just take more care for your your head, especially Mars rules the head, and um, you know watch out during that time. Now we also have three great Venus aspects. So the days around March first, the days around the twenty fourth, and the days around the twenty eighth, we have a lot of sweetness and love and money and self esteem and comfort and nurturance. So we have that to look forward to as well. If you want to have more information about that. Um, those Venus aspects, what they are, uh, what you can expect from them, 
and then a whole report of March, the March 2024 astrology. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, put your name and email address in. That puts you into my free VIP community. I send out weekly, usually weekly um, emails. Sometimes you'll get a special promotion that the public never sees. Um, those are rare, two or three times a year maybe, but but at least they, they go there. So if you're interested in that sort of thing. But um, so four times a month, there are astrology education emails that help you use the energies that are going on in better ways. And then you can also access the archives because some of this stuff is evergreen information, meaning it's not just in a time frame. So you can access a lot of free um, learning that way. And if you want to learn astrology, if you resonate with how I teach and you want to learn, you, um, you can see my offerings, my Astrology Basics and Beyond course. And if you want to go deeper, you can see my astrology certification course, also called Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. I've been building this course for almost 10 years and I've been adding to it all that time and I've kept the price the same. So it's very affordable. You get the updates um, as I make them. Um, and I can take you from zero to doing astrology professionally um, in a very short amount of time. And I focus on teaching you how to earn money from your love of the stars. But if you don't care about that, you can just learn astrology to help yourself and your friends and your family. So you can see that at uh, AnnieHelpsYou.com. And there's also a direct link, beastropro.com, beastropro.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.